This week, Intentional Sounding is brought to you by Four Sigmatic. Uh, Four Sigmatic, so what they do is they pretty much, they, they sell you mushrooms. Not those kinds, not those kinds, kids. Uh, they send you mushrooms that are clinically proven to increase your immune system, like strengthen your immune system, uh, give you more energy, and do a whole bunch of great stuff for your body. If you get, It's like cold and flu season. This stuff actually really, really helps with that. I've known people who have tried for Sigmatic, and yeah, obviously this is apocryphal, but they're like, I haven't gotten a cold since I've taken the these like immune-boosting uh, mushroom um, uh, supplements. So here's, here is the pitch for Four Sigmatic, right? Four Sigmatic doesn't make you, like, eat the mushrooms. Like, if you don't like the mushrooms, they make these flavored mushroom powders. It sounds kind of weird, but it actually tastes really good. They have a wide variety of mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. They've got tins for at-home use, also single-serve packets, which are convenient to carry with you and share with your friends. Um, each serving of Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee has 500 milligrams of organically grown mushrooms. They're available in pods if you have like a, a Keurig machine or anything like that. Uh, they have a chaga blend, which I like. It uh, has uh, alkaline. It is alkaline forming. It helps improve your energy and your metabolism. And also, if you want to be, you know, trendy, you if you want to live like you're a hipster in 2014. They've got matcha as well. Um, all you got to do is blend it with a cup of hot water and your favorite nut milk, or you can just mix the the supplements into smoothies or shakes with your little with your little blender bottle. Um, it's it's great. I I personally really really like Four Sigmatic, and I you know I believe in the product. Uh, so yeah, give it give it a shot. Give it a shot. And here's the here's the nice thing. If you're like you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical, like kind of I was. Um, I don't know if it'll work for you, or I don't know if it'll work for me. We have a discount code. You can save 10% on your entire order by entering the promo code SCAVTRUFFLE at checkout. So give it a try. Four Sigmatic Mushrooms for your health. Our second sponsor this week, as always, is Hello Tushy. Hello Tushy will allow you to turn your bathroom into the private spa oasis you've always wanted every spray to your booty hole will transport you to a relaxing spa experience in the comfort of your own bathroom why a bidet because wiping your butt with dry toilet paper is kind of gross it's time for us to catch up with the rest of the world you see it takes just one pint of water to properly wash with tushy it takes 437 billion gallons of water to that to well, jesus 253,000 tons of bleach and 50 million trees annually to make toilet paper. So, you know, the world is dying. Maybe help it die less fast. Get a bidet! Squirt some water up your butt. I promise it'll leave you feeling so fresh and so clean, clean. The great thing about the Tushy Bidet is it installs in 10 minutes as well. It fits all standard toilets and some fancy one-piece toilets too. Uh, you don't need electricity, you don't need plumbing knowledge, uh, you don't need to get anyone else's help. All you gotta do is unscrew the toilet seat, pop the tushy on, connect it to the tank of water, and that's pretty much it. Uh, they also do offer bamboo toilet paper, um, if you want to use that as well. I personally uh, recommend that. 
bamboo toilet paper is 100% safer and 100% more sustainable than normal toilet paper. Uh, and switching to bamboo toilet paper can reduce your carbon footprint. Your Scavengers Network exclusive code is for 10% off your first order if you just use the code SCAVENGE at hellotushy.com. Start having a healthier bathroom experience today. Uh, it's been a while since I've shouted out the Scavengers Network. I just want to... So they were at PodCon uh, this past weekend. I wasn't able to make it. I really wanted to be there, but I couldn't. Um, I love y'all so much. Uh, thank you so much to the Scavengers Network for having us on. Listen, I know we're the only sports um, sports show on the Scavengers Network, but if you don't... If, if this is the only Scavengers Network show you listen to, you are incorrect and wrong and you have bad taste. I'm sorry, you just do. Uh, there is, if you go to scavengersnetwork.com, there is a podcast for your interest. Spooky Spouses is great. It's, it's two, it's a husband and wife podcast that talks about a bunch of paranormal stuff. They did a live, like they did a show in an actual haunted mansion and that was pretty awesome. Uh, the Amateur Detective Club is, is new, uh, to the network. I talked about them last week. They're great. Historical Hotties is friggin' amazing. I was on that show. They talk about, they, they rank the hotness of, uh, of historical figures. That's amazing. Journey Under 30 is coming back. State Your Case, actually, my other podcast is coming back at some point after I figure out how I'm doing that. But do yourself a favor. Head over to scavengersnetwork.com. Click through the podcasts. Give one a listen. I promise you you'll find one you like. And if you donate uh, to the Scavengers Network on Patreon, you'll get all sorts of goodies, bonus episodes. Uh, we take that kind of stuff really seriously. Uh, if you do donate to the Patreon, we are giving you like uh, weekly, sometimes monthly uh, content, bonus episodes for Myth Takes, a whole bunch of wonderful stuff. So go ahead and visit scavengersnetwork.com, poke around and find something you like. I promise you will. Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. This is the Draw Play Podcast, and I am your host, Draw Play Dave Rapoccio. With me, as always, is fellow beleaguered football watcher, Sam Grezes. <sighs> Sam. So, I w- I've been coming up with a comic because I've been thinking about it all week, basically, since Sunday. But I've, I've come to a sort of realization concerning a particular team that mm-hmm. is in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, you may still have a friend like this. We all kind of have a friend like this. But when you were a kid and you had friends over and you were all playing video games or you were at someone else's house and you are all playing video games or even just like not even video games but regular games. But I'm going to use Mario Kart as the example here. So you all have friends. You're all playing Mario Kart. And there's the one kid in your group that as soon as he joins Mario Kart, basically just annihilates everyone else. And as a consequence, everyone kind of loses interest in Mario Kart. Because when you're playing with someone who's that much better than everyone else, 
it becomes less fun. That is what the Patriots have done to me for football. Mm-hmm. I don't... The Patriots have done more to make me lose interest in this sport than anything else that the league has done that what like my own team sucking just just fatigue from watching this exact same thing over and over again has made me just tired and this is probably even considering last year's super bowl which was for me the nightmare scenario yeah i am less interested in watching this super bowl than i was last year because I just don't want to watch the Patriots play football anymore. Right. I'm just, Not even I, win, but just play. I don't like I don't even want to watch the games when I know they're good. Like the game against the Chiefs was good, mm-hmm. but I still I just I didn't feel it anymore. Just right. like the love and passion I have watching the sport is just diminished whenever the Patriots are in the game for me. I did not watch any Patriots games at all this year. I, I managed to go out of my way to specifically avoid it because I knew I wasn't going to enjoy myself. Even if they were losing, I wasn't going to enjoy myself because I don't like watching the Patriots play football. They're not fun anymore. They're, they're just so efficient and so good that they're boring as hell. And I don't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that, but it's also, like, everything around the Patriots, too, right? It's this attitude of, like, they want us to go away. Like, we're... Tom Brady kept doing this whole thing. It was like, like that, that exchange between Tom Brady and Chris Hogan at the end of the game where it's like, oh, you're too old, oh, you're too slow. Like, no one... People were saying that in week three because people always say that in week three about the Patriots before they, you know... And because people another, are stupid. People are stupid and they want to believe that the Patriots are are slow and Tom Brady is old because then you'll finally leave us alone, right? But after mm-hmm. they start winning games, when people tell the Patriots they suck and when people tell Tom Brady he sucks, they're not saying he sucks at football. They're saying that he is ruining football and he is a bad person and they hate him and he's annoying. There's a difference between you suck in general and you suck at football. Football is the one thing that Tom Brady does not suck at, right? Nobody nobody is ever going to make the argument that Tom Brady is bad at football. If, if you make an argument that Tom Brady is bad at football, you don't watch football and you're an idiot. Right, exactly. That's not why we hate him. That's not why Tom Brady sucks. Tom Brady sucks because Tom Brady sucks. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. I'm sick of him. I'm bored of him. There's he has no, the page like the biggest problem is that the Patriots, Tom Brady, they have nothing left to prove. Right. They've done everything. They've already put themselves at the top of every quarterback, of every coach, of every team mm-hmm. in like history. They're already the best. So they're just wasting our time now by denying us something else that's more interesting. They're There's ki- nothing left for them to prove. They're, they, that's the thing. And that's why they have to do these manufactured, oh, they think we suck. They think we're done. They thought this was the end kind of thing no like don't stop it this is like you're you're saying this about video games and this is the thing this is like your friend who picks chic in super smash brothers melee and is the only one who knows how to wave dash and just owns everyone it's not fun to play with him and you don't oh my god it's amazing that you use that example because that is exactly 
an experience that I had in my first year of college. My friend Nathan. When I, like, I we, love uh, him. He's we, a great guy. But... We had, like, we had a yeah, big Smash Brothers. We, we, like, had a projector. Somebody had a projector. And we, like, went into, like, the lounge on our, our floor. And we projected Smash Melee onto, like, the wall. Huge. And we were all just taking turns, having a blast. And then one kid discovered that we were playing, came in, picked Sheik, and annihilated everyone. And after two games, yep. everyone left. Yep. Because yep. nobody wanted to play against him. Yep. Of course. Of course. And, you know, winner winner stays. Just like in the fucking NFL. Winner stays. And it sucks. Hey, you know what they did in the next in the next Super Smash Brothers game when there was a broken character? Not By the way, Sheik is not broken in Melee. He's just broken casually. And if you know what you're doing, yes, you can... Don't tweet at me. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying that back when we were all kids, Sheik was the guy that your asshole friend played as. Again, not talking specifically about you, Nathan. I love you. But just in general. In Brawl, when there was a character that was so, so strong he broke the game and no one else, you know, you couldn't really play as anyone else. They banned him from competitive play. In, was that Meta Knight? Yeah, Meta Knight. In an effort to balance the game, they banned Meta Knight. They also banned a couple of broken techniques. So maybe if we can get Masahiro Sakurai to like have him buy the NFL or something and have him balance the teams, wouldn't that be awesome? Oh my god. Nerf if, the Patriots. If the, well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> what if there was <laughs> what if there was a QA team that just like every couple of weeks just like released a patch for the nfl to balance it and make and 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 be have things more uh i don't know increase parity or whatever i don't know what would a patch be would someone just tear their acl (laughs) i was gonna say that that's that's a that's a patch you make uh well it's buffs and nerfs right so you give you give josh allen a moped and and Aaron Rodgers has a like it's not really a blindfold it's a bandana that you can kind of see through but not really right mhm so like yeah 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 i mean that works about buffs and nerfs or or well here i mean the the way you really do it is everyone gets buffs that's the best way to if you're balancing any kind of fighting game or any competitive game the best way to do it is to give everybody like no one's angry when everyone gets buffed. You just buff certain characters more. So maybe like Tom Brady gets a moped, but Josh Allen gets like a like like a Honda like sport bike, right? <laughs> uh, and and Tom Brady yeah. gets concrete shoes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Tom Brady gets a moped, but he gets concrete shoes also. And is in the bottom of a lake. God, I can mm. only I can only wish. I yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think that the thing that mitigates it somewhat or has well, the thing that has mitigated it is that the Patriots like the Patriots don't win playoff games in blowouts, right? That, that That's the only thing. Like the Patriots 
the playoffs are the only time where the Patriots consistently get good competition. That's the right, thing. right, exactly. And and short of rebalancing, like changing around the divisions in the AFC and NFC, that's probably gonna be the way it goes for a very long time. The reason that I'm that I have kind of lost patience is like that doesn't really. To me, if you like win enough of those close playoff games against competition that, at least in my mind, I'm like, no, this is a good matchup for, you know, the the Chiefs or whatever. And they'll, they'll probably be able to do it. You win enough of those close games and those games don't seem close anymore, right? It, it uh-huh. is a foregone conclusion and any kind of – it's it's fun to watch villains because – you think they can fail, right? Even if they, even if they only fail like a little bit of the time and losing a Super Bowl doesn't count, right? Like I don't jump down my throat on that. Don't like, like losing the Super Bowl does not count. Making it's, it's just like, yeah, making the AFC championship game, however many years in a row, like appearing in the Super Bowl eight years out of the past 10 or whatever crazy stat it is it's 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 like at some point it's all it's all futile until Brady and Belichick retire you know even even when the rest of the league is getting better and it's seeming closer it just makes things not fun and like the, like here's the thing there's there's a meme like a football meme like a football in joke is that you left Brady with too much time. Yeah. If the yep. Patriots get the ball back, losing with two minutes left, basically it's everyone just goes, well, Brady's going to drive down and win it because he's done that so many times that it's literally a foregone conclusion, practically, mm-hmm. that he's going to drive the field and score in two-minute drill. This The two-minute drill in football should be the most exciting part of a game. Yeah. Like this this is when everything is on the line. A team has to fight the clock, it has to fight field position, it has to fight maybe like certain lack of timeouts. It has like this is the tensest part. This is where money gets made. Like if you can stop them in the 2 minute drill, you if you can make it in the 2 minute drill, mm-hmm. that is that is when everyone is on edge. This is like, this is the part of the game that it's going to decide everything. Brady's been so good at that, that he's made that feel routine. And like, that's how it felt in the fucking AFC championship game. Right, yeah. It's like, well, of course they're going to go down the field and they're going to score. It's what's, why should I even watch this? Because we know that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, just side note, they got to fix overtime, right? They got to fix overtime. I still don't understand why it's not just two possession, one possession for each team, sudden death after that. Somehow, like somehow college has been doing this better and it's like not, it's, it's not really football. It's like NFL blitz football, but it's still better than what we have in the NFL. I, 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 this is something that I, I hate that the conversation because of the Saints Rams game is now is PI going to be reviewable when it should be that like you, you got to fix overtime. Like you got to fix overtime. I, I hope that, I hope that both come up. Right. But it, 
at the same time, to me, fixing there's the a part of me like let's let's actually move on to that. Like, do you think PI should be reviewable? No, I don't. I I don't either. I think the refs need to get better. That's that's what it comes down to. I think the league needs to take steps to give like full time referees, right? That's yeah, pay just, your like, refs. Make pay pay the refs better have more full-time referees so that they you know have more time to focus on that sort of thing maybe like add other things so that we don't have as many calls go wrong right on the field as it happens but like if if we are debating pass interference it's gonna slow the game down already more than it has and that's that's become a significant issue in mm-hmm. the past decade is just how much like reviews and penalties slow the game down and just ruin the pacing. So I'd rather, I literally would just rather have the call or no call be immediately like taken care of with no like two minutes of like, well, we're going to watch this game, not in real time. Right. So we're going to make a judgment call there and it's not going to be sure. And then like, there's going to be calls that are still controversial no matter what, Mm-hmm. So we're still going to have play calls that people are still going to argue about. So I don't I don't think reviewable PI is really going to solve any problems. So I I'm okay with them not doing it. I'd rather them just focus on making it easier for the refs and better and getting better referees. I I agree. So one I agree I agree with that. My other well my 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 opinion on the specific call there Right. Obviously, yeah, it was P.I. It was pretty obvious when you got the the replay. Right. But you know the way that call usually goes, like if that's not called, then there's a makeup call on the other end. And there was there was a makeup. Call. There was a make. I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm screaming into the void on this, although and like I'm not mad about it because I'm like, it is so funny I I I am in very much enjoying Saints fans mewling over getting a bad call and and like it hurting them, right? Like, oh, replay the game, whatever. Uh gives me life. The the Saints shot in Florida. I very much love it. But there was a makeup call on the a uh, makeup no call on the other side which would have put the Rams in, even hey, even yeah. if like that would have sealed the game. It would ha- that no call forced the game into overtime. That's just the way it is. That it, it, it happened on both both sides. Uh, like and yeah, that no call wouldn't have happened had the uh had the first call happened right. Like, but at the same time, the refs ended up giving the Saints a chance to win that game. I. It's kind of a shame to me that this game is ultimately going to be remembered pretty much because of that missed call. Right. When honestly, like, I feel like it's taken away what the Rams managed to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And the Ra- the Rams got punched in the face, like, super quick. And it looked like it was going to be a Saints-dominated game which is what I thought was going to happen. I I thought the Saints were going to win it, and I thought they were going to win it easily. And then they just wouldn't put the Rams away, and the Rams kept scoring a little bit. Right. Kept creeping up a little bit closer. And, like, they... It's not the Rams' fault that they missed the P.I. 
Yeah. Uh, as an official. It's not the Rams' fault that the refs were bad in this game. The Rams took what they were given, and they made the most of it, and they deserve credit for what they pulled off. Like, that, it's, it's, like, that was a 58, 57 yard game winning field goal in overtime. When they went out there to kick the field goal at 57 yards, I was thinking they were making a mistake. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's Mm -hmm. too far. When they miss that, the Saints are going to have good field position. That, like, no, like, you, you make that kick if you're running out of time. And you right. don't think you're going to get the ball back. You don't, you don't take that kick on the, like the first drive of overtime or like, like that is like, no, like don't do that. But he kicked that and it would have been good from 70 yards. It was incredible. And nobody seems to care because the Saints got hit on a missed call. It's a bummer. Yeah. I, it, it yeah, it super sucks. It like, it sucks that, it, you know what? I'll, I'll give, I'll give. It this it sucks for both games that they're both going to be remembered like Kansas City the the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs scored twenty four of their thirty one points in the fourth quarter to force overtime will not be remembered. This is going to be the game that is remembered for Tom Brady like solidifying his legacy as the greatest of all time or whatever. And if the Chiefs are lucky, is going to be remembered as the game that helped change the overtime rules, right? It's not going to yeah. be like that's that's the thing, and maybe that's like, I mean, I I don't know. It's just it just seems sucky, right? It just seems sucky and, to me. And there's like that mm-hmm. other point where like the refs got all up in that game, say so like the uh, the roughing the passer call on Tom Brady yeah. late in that game yeah. was arguably just as bad as the missed call in the Saints game. Right. It yep. was pathetic. Should not have continued. That should have been over. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the D Ford lined up offsides thing. Like that was legit. He lined up offsides. He 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 was offsides. Yeah, for that sure. was his own damn fault. But that that roughing the passer call like like Brady getting these calls. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and now and now we get at least what was my nightmare scenario. I think you were saying it was yours as well. Is another... I think out of all the matchups we could have, this is the one that interested me the least. It's not, it's not an interesting for me. It's just, this is, so, story time. Story time. The first football game I can remember paying attention to was the uh pardon me the 2001 super bowl the first super bowl where the greatest show on turf was cruelly like this was the first taste and we didn't know that they would keep doing this that the patriots would keep winning playoff games in heart-wrenching despicable and like villainous i don't i don't know if i can come up with a better adjective for it than villainous uh ways but but that was the first one right where they tore the heart out of not just rams fans but football fans like dethroned the greatest show on turf and and won the game on a field goal that should never have been kicked and i just like reliving reliving one that and then probably reliving the result of that 
with a kind of, you know, new look hotshot Rams is just fucking too much for me. I like one, it'll piss me off to hear all the storylines. Two, it'll piss me off when this game plays out exactly, exactly like like the one in 2001 or for the 2001 season. I, you know, I I can't I can't deal and I I I frankly I don't want to. It's like this is the matchup I wanted to see the least because one the Patriots are in it and I just don't want to watch the Patriots play football because I've seen the Patriots play football. It's efficient, it's boring. I don't like watching it. Uh, yeah. We've gone over this already like 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh I out of the other remaining teams, the so Rams what about are also this probably would be a worse for you than say then say what i i would like the saints <laughs> like like a, a patriots saints pe- super bowl right like what how i i wanted to see drew Brees okay. in a super bowl again i find watching drew Brees play quarterback is entertaining i like watching him go deep i, mm-hmm. I just think he's a fun quarterback to watch play football like unlike tom brady when drew Brees unleashes it and stuff i just find it fun i i think the saints were a better team yeah i i tend to agree with that also and i i wanted to see alvin Kamara. i wanted to see the two-headed running back i wanted to see how like belichick would handle that because i felt like the um they were just like they're better handling it's just i just thought the saints would provide a more interesting fight than the Rams. I can see the the Rams putting up a good game. And let's be honest, like all the Patriots Super Bowls under Brady have been good games. Yeah, that's true. That's super true. They've all been good games. And I don't doubt that the Rams have the potential to make this a pretty interesting game. Like I think this could end up, they could, like if Sean McVay gets in there and he comes up with a crazy ass game plan that just Bill Belichick is just not ready for, which could happen. Yeah. Like I think, I honestly think that's what the Falcons did, and they just didn't, you know, they stick didn't the it. landing. Well, yeah, Bel- Belichick ad- adjusted, and the Falcons didn't. Their coaching staff wasn't mm-hmm. good enough. <clears throat> yeah, but I think I think the Rams are like I didn't think the Rams could win ugly until last week. Right, like that was right. one thing. Right, like I knew the Saints could win ugly. I knew Peyton was good enough to come up with a game plan and adjust, like pretty much almost as good as Belichick like Peyton mm-hmm. Sean Payton's very good at that I did not think the Rams could get punched in the face and get back up I thought they had to control the game perfectly and that's the only way that they would win but they they proved me wrong and credit to them for that so I I'm more interested in the game now than I would have been before simply because I do want to see like what this team comes up with but i think just the lack of experience is really going to hurt the rams against the patriots because the patriots are a team that's been there they know how to handle it they know how to adjust there's there's just a ton of experience there and the rams they don't there's no one there who's been close right this is all this is all new and i'm just I don't know. I, I can see the Rams making this a good fight, but I can also see the Rams getting blown the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just think the Saints, even if they were losing, would be put up a like a tougher fight, and they'd probably be beating up Brady, and they'd be like punching it on the... I don't know. I just wanted to see the Saints more than I wanted to see the Rams. 
it's it's hard to explain completely why. I was just more interested in seeing Drew Brees and this complete Saints team take on the Patriots. I'm I'm trying to think because like. I would love to, I, I mean, I don't know. I would I would love to just see, because the conversation, if the Saints beat the Patriots, right, would be like, why haven't we, why haven't we been talking about Drew Brees for longer? Um, Which I think is a good argument. Yeah. Drew Brees has kind of gotten a short shrift because he's been stuck on some bad Saints teams that he's dragged to mediocre records. Mm-hmm. But Drew Brees is really fucking good. Right. And I think I would prefer having that conversation than like, than Sean McVay out coaching Bill Belichick, which will be the storyline if the Rams win, regardless of yeah. if it's true or not. Right. Like mm-hmm. if, if, if Jared Goff puts together this amazing game and Todd Gurley rushes for 300 yards, like I, regardless of the actual, like, way the game shakes out if the rams win the storyline will be sean mcveigh out coaches bill belichick it will be because mcveigh is the one who's getting all the credit for the rams success right like mcveigh and then probably Gurley as number two like mm-hmm. those are the two right. players yeah. that are getting yeah. like jared goff is getting no credit for whenever he plays well like, yeah i don't know and i don't know like, why people, people kind of see him as mcveigh's puppet mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it feels like I just, like, I don't know, do you think it's because he was under, like, he sucked under Jeff Fisher? Like, do you think that's why? And, like, that, like, ties him to, like... I think it's just the innovative way last year that the Rams were um, basically calling plays. McVay was doing the thing where he was, like, getting the Rams up to the line real quick so that he could see how the defense would line up, and then he would relay whatever the play call was into Jared Goff's head before like the moment of silence went off in the, um, in the play call. Mm -hmm. So it, it seemed like he was directing from the sidelines more than offensive coordinators usually do. Mm -hmm. And it felt like Goff was just executing what McVay was telling him to do. So there, there was a, I remember last year, there was a lot of discussion, like how much, Jared Goff improved and how much was just him following orders which this year I definitely think Goff deserves more credit than he's gotten because even if he is just following orders he's still made very good throws Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm with that I it it's tough it's tough right like when when you have this quarterback who was highly touted coming out of school and then you thought he was not really, I don't think anyone thought Jared Goff was like a bust bust, but it was like, oh, okay, this is just going to kind of be like. It didn't look good. No, he didn't look good. He, it looked it looked like fine. Like he'd be a starting quarterback for a while and then be the backup quarterback for the rest of his career forever and ever and ever. Yeah, this, right? was, this was definitely a case where he'd be a starter for like two years. The Rams wouldn't go anywhere. And then. They wouldn't pick him up for like a second contract, exactly. Or they'd pick up, or they they draft another quarterback, or pick up a free agent, and Goff would just become the perpetual journeyman, right? Josh McCown style, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, but but like then when, then when he has like a good coach and not a Jeff Fisher, it's like oh maybe not, maybe he's actually good 
Or maybe Sean McVay is a quarterback whisperer or like or he game planned for Jared Goff more. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It's tricky because and the, then there's also the possibility that Jared Goff put in the work. Well, that's like, the other thing. Well, because one doesn't happen without the other. Right. Like that's. Yeah, that's bullshit. Right. You, the, the, the concept of a quarterback whisperer is a little bit bullshit. I think it's one half like. I, I think it's one half personnel and one half like or, or like a quarter personnel, a quarter game plan. And the rest of that is like the quarterback busting ass to like build camaraderie with the team and get stronger and get faster and learn. So like I, you know, I, it's it's all kind of wonky. I I hope Jared Goff continues this just specifically because. I don't know. I like him and I want him to get credit. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, shit for him to out for him to have a better stat line than Tom Brady in a Super Bowl win would be pretty great. I would I would very much like that to happen. Um, but, you know, it's it's you never know. Right. Like it. It's all speculative. It's it is. I just. I don't want to watch this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I like I I want to watch it. So here's okay. Here is a here is a question for you. Okay. Are you okay? Are you less excited to watch the game or less excited to watch the commercials? Always less excited to watch the commercials. Good, I good, I will always have good. an interest in football. The commercial, like here, like this is a good topic that I was actually thinking about bringing up, and you've segued into it perfectly. There's no point in even watching the commercials anymore because they all get released online the week before. Yep this this already happened with this one. There's like a devour ad, and then there's this. Did you see the fucking thing on Twitter literally today when we recorded it? Jeff Bridges as the dude released a thing on Twitter and Twitter's losing their minds, not realizing it's a teaser for a fucking Super Bowl ad. I did not see this. That sounds garbage. I saw like Budweiser's Clydesdale ad dropped already. Darren Ravel tweeted it and I was like, like, why did what's the point of giving a fuck about the commercials? Which have been going downhill since then, at like yeah. when they're just going to get released beforehand. Right, right. It's it's the commercials stopped being funny like many years ago because they all just started trying to do production value over each other. It's just like oh, let's mm-hmm. come up with a, one of the craziest, most expensive ads possible. Mm-hmm. I even think that was a, a commercial one. It's just like how much money can we waste at a single commercial? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Like, the commercials aren't a worthwhile part of the experience anymore. No. The only part about the the commercials that are worth it now are probably the movie trailers. And even yep. then, yep. like, it's it's all just online. And I don't even like watching the movie trailers or the commercials because people are just, like, talking and, and there's noise. So you're not getting the full experience that you would be normally. It's... The commercials aren't worth it anymore. Yep. They used to be... One of the best parts of the games, especially on a shitty game, the, you, you could still watch the commercials, but now, now that part's been pretty much ruined. The last Super Bowl commercial I liked, I think it was, oh my god, I think it was Panthers Broncos. 
uh, and it was the announcement ad for Pokemon Go. And I mean, obviously, right, like they're preaching to the choir in terms of what all like, but it like the it was it that commercial made me realize that with the exception of possible exception of the fucking Budweiser horse ad, like these ads aren't these ads are like mini sketches written by not great writers, right? Like, yeah, they're not like I'm not trying to say like sell me a product, but I'm like. That ad, that Pokemon Go ad was like, okay, what do you like about Pokemon? I'm, we're about to blow your mind and like, oh, go outside and like catch Pokemon and stuff. And that was it. It was like CG Pokemon in the real world. And that was the ad. And I fucking loved it. That was a good ad. I remember that ad and being like, well, that looks interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't like, I don't know. It wasn't like mind blowing. It didn't have fucking like Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen like fucking yanking each other's pants down and smoking a, a blunt the size of a fucking orange i you know i don't need no one needs that and especially shit man especially in like a i'm f- fucking gonna get on my shit now in a society where like fucking at the very like this is the most i think tame way i can put this the tide is slowly turning against capitalism and people are realizing that actually late capitalism kind of sucks a lot for a lot of people and for a lot of reasons i don't know it just kind of leaves a shitty taste in your mouth when it's like i'm gonna spend 10 million dollars on the on the ad spot and then i'm gonna spend like 20 million dollars hiring a bunch of famous actors to to do this ad that that his only purpose is to go viral after the fact and that's how they'll sell product right like that's that's it it's like it's for the youtube uh fucking shit i i liked do you remember the newcastle super bowl ads from like 2012 where they were like we're not gonna spend money on a super bowl ad we're just gonna release a bunch of funny youtube videos making fun of super bowl ads that was fucking I remember great. that. Yeah, that was good. It's like rejected Super Bowl ads. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. That was pretty good. I will I think there's basically one commercial or kind or like ad campaign every year that I genuinely chuckle at. Mm-hmm. And everything else is painful. Yep. Because I last year I remember I actually just remembered it as you were talking because I, I was thinking I like what's the last time I actually laughed? at a commercial and most of the ones i laugh at are the small ones the small quick ones that clearly don't have the massive overblown budget where they're not trying to like make a mini movie Uh but they're just trying to do a single funny like a doritos commercials are typically small quick and snappy like early beer commercials tend to be small quick and snappy but last year i remember the one commercial campaign that I thought was actually really clever and I got a chuckle out of was the Tide ads. I was about to say, I looked up, I was like looking up, I was like, I can't remember any of the Super Bowl commercials. I liked the Tide one because that was quick. It sold the product and it got out of there like it was. It did exceptionally well. They all had, they were just like the quick little, quick little snippets and they were always designed to look like other ads and then bait and switch you. Yeah. Like it was 
expert. Like, whoever came up with that, I hope they got a raise because that was an expert little campaign. And that's that's the only thing people liked about last year was the, the tight ads. Just like, oh, everyone's doing a thing. Uh, and their thing was, like, so simple. Just like, hey, haven't you ever noticed that everyone in commercial looks very clean? Yeah, right, like, right. That, that That's us. Like, that was really good. But most of the time, the commercials are try hard. There's always, like, the one commercial that is using an outdated meme. Mm-hmm. There's garbage GoDaddy commercials. Yeah. There's, like, I... Beer commercials used to be good, and then Dilly Dilly came around, and yeah. that just, fuck that ad campaign. Holy shit. Uh, there's the garbage, too long for anything car commercial that's just pandering to middle America. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that the truck ads that are just like, mmm, city folk are stupid. Yeah, yep. You want to drive a ram. Rams make you feel manly. Rams give you a just, big dick. <laughs> every it, ram yeah. comes with a big dick strap it on over your normal size dick I've, I'm Matthew McConaughey and I'm just in a luxury car and I'm just driving and I'm just talking in a smooth voice to you alright alright nobody actually drives fucking Lincolns is but <laughs> I do for money is this and is this I think a, you it, should too. Is this a car commercial or a commercial for the whiskey that I also do that is fucking you cannot tell the two apart until the logo for either comes up. Have you did you fucking notice that about those two commercials is that they're completely interchangeable his wild turkey ads where he's outside by a campfire and his Lincoln commercials where he like jumps into a pool and then is outside by a campfire. And then is driving a Lincoln. Like, you can't tell gonna the difference. I'm going to be honest with you. I've watched almost... This past year has been the least amount of commercials I've ever seen. Yeah, good. When Fucking we moved good, into dude. our new place last February, we only got internet. We did mm-hmm. not get TV in mm-hmm. any way. When I'm at home, because all I do is just stream one of the streaming platforms. And if I want to watch a game when I'm at home, I just stream that instead. So the only time I'm ever like exposed to commercials is if I'm on YouTube, which is mostly just a game of how quickly can I hit the skip ad button when it shows up. Right. Yeah. Or, or if I'm in the bar watching football and when the commercials are on and I'm in the bar, I'm just I just start talking to my friends. So I've I've watched very little commercials this year, so I have no idea what ad campaign with whiskey you're even talking about. It's it's literally I mean, you can imagine it right now it's literally the same thing as the lincoln ads except more like slightly more country tinged like out or more outdoors shots than the lincoln ads it's fucking it's wild Ugh. i could see it i like i could definitely see it yeah i'm literally looking over the 2018 super bowl commercials and the ones like i i can't the only one that i remember liking was the tide ones specifically because i think like yeah that mountain dew one with like with uh morgan freeman and peter dinklage doing like i think it was i can't remember what song it was but they were like lip lip syncing to to some like classic god that was awful it was awful it was awful and then like and tide comes in with like hey we're gonna make a commercial for people who are tired of super bowl commercials 
and want to fucking dunk on them. So like, mm-hmm. I you know, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I'm definitely down with that. Uh, I think the commercial. I remember it distinctly. I think the commercial that forever soured me on Super Bowl commercials forever. When I basically was just like, okay, this has jumped the shark completely. There's no reason to ever give a fuck about this again. Was I believe it was a Snickers commercial where they made a big deal about it being live. Oh, and it was yeah. like Adam Adam Driver, and it was like a Wild West setting, and it was a live commercial where they made a big deal about the fact that it's live, and then everything like falls apart and goes wrong because Adam Driver's hungry, so like the set falls apart. And I'm watching it. I'm like, this is so bullshit staged. Mm-hmm. This is such an obscene amount of money for such crap. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch commercials ever again in my life. Well, I so I that's a thing. And like, I remember we were talking about this. I thought that was a cool idea. And it would be a cool idea if they just fucking did it and didn't have it be. Oh, it's live. So it goes wrong. That's the gimmick like this. OK, so this year, I don't know if it's live or not, but. Uh, Dexter, uh, fucking Dexter, uh, Michael C. Hall. I almost said Dexter C. Hall is doing, (laughs) he's doing a musical commercial. Like they're doing like a mini musical as a commercial. And I'm like, okay, I am, I am vaguely interested. I'm actually going to look up and see if it's live. Uh, C. Hall musical. Um, Michael C. Hall is the star of Skittles commercial, The Musical Eater. Of course, this is a Super Bowl stunt. Okay. Uh, Oh, my God. For its Super Bowl stunt this year, Skittles is not officially planning to air a commercial during the sporting event. But the candy company is going to have Dexter star Michael C. Hall perform a musical ad on Broadway that afternoon. Okay, wait, 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 I'm actually into this now. Hall explains this somewhat confusing premise in a new advertisement hyping the theatrical performance of the other advertisement. To be clear, the ad won't be on the actual game. People will buy tickets and watch it live in a theater, he tells a confused therapist in the ad. It's a real Broadway show. Skittles commercial, the Broadway musical, will be a 30-minute performance at the Town Hall Theater in Times Square with book by playwright Will Eno and songs by Smash Toonsmith, Drew Gasparini. The only tickets left are priced at $207 a pop, but all proceeds will go to Broadway Cares and Equity Fights AIDS. As the AV Club notes, Skittles will probably find a way to run footage of the live event during the big game as an actual commercial. Holy shit. That's complicated. Yeah, this is wild. I'm fucking, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, bud. I don't know. I don't, I don't trust it. Yeah, me either. It's, me either. To be it's going to be honest. garbage. Yeah. I, I would trust it more if like, I, I hope, man, they don't air anything uh, about it for the game. Unless the, the tack they're going to take is, is they run an ad for their ad where it's literally like they they run an ad for like buy your tickets now for the skittles commercial broadway musical featuring michael c hall oh wait you can't because you're watching it's happening right now that might be the only like the only way 
that I would I would appreciate that because I think I have that, no idea. I think that you lose that, a bit of the shine if you actually if you actually like pro, like produce it if you film it and like air it during the game. I think you lose a little bit of the the cutesy thing you're going for with oh no we're just doing a musical instead. You know, it seems like you're kind of having your cake and eating it too. This feels too convoluted and too gimmicky for it to come across as fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. When when you're doing something this convoluted, it 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 feels tryhardy, which means it'll probably be clunky. Mm-hmm. And I really just prefer the straightforward jokes. Yeah. yeah. Straightforward, snappy quick jokes. Mm-hmm. Those those are still the ones that I enjoy. Like this other stuff, this grand production, this weird gimmick to set yourself apart, all the money you're spending. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I buy that. Sam. Huh. I have a question for you. Yeah. Who's your main in Smash Brothers Ultimate? In Ultimate, we fit trainer. Same as same as Brawl. I fucking love We Fit Trainer. Just cause like That I- is <laughs> just i played fucking all these like oh you have a, a wrestle cat and a giant dragon that breathes fire and all these legendary swords people from from uh, f- rpgs from rpgs and 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 a guy who's also like weirdly a god and a, a lady who's also god and a woman who can summon fists made of her hair and i'm just i'm a yoga teacher I t- what I what my, what my fighting game character is is I is I teach yoga, I and I'm good at sports. Like <laughs> of that choice, yeah. I very great. much approve of that because I, I we bought it like when we got back from Christmas, and I've probably unlocked about half the characters because I can really only play it for yeah on the weekend. Yeah, and there are seventy two characters. It takes fucking I, forever to. Yeah, we fit trainer is definitely. One of the ones I pick because she, I just like watching her. Yeah. Because she just, everything's a yoga move. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she has like actual lines like, salute the sun. Yeah. yeah. And just, <laughs> it's great. It's Let's stupid. get a good stretch. It's great. Also, everyone looks at you funny when you pick We Fit Trainer. Uh-huh. Like, why are you picking We Fit Trainer? Yeah. Which which makes it fun if you're like good with We Fit Trainer and they're like I, no I'm not I don't freaking play as Sheik or I'm gonna play as like Bayonetta or one of like the really really good characters in the game and then you just like beat them it's it's very satisfying. Who do you play as? Donkey Kong. Ah, Donkey Kong is so much fun in the new I, one. It's I don't know like I liked I remember liking Donkey Kong a lot in uh, Melee. Uh-huh. When I, I was playing melee a lot, but I, I I'm still I'm like halfway through the the story mode, which I'm kind of torn on. But I've just I when I I use Donkey Kong for one match basically just to cheese it, and I've basically just stuck with Donkey Kong since then, and it's just very very fun to land a big old punch. Oh yeah, and smack the ground. And do weird taunts. It's Donkey Kong is my favorite. I also very much enjoy King K. Rule. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh man, you you like the you like the big boys. They're both a lot of fun. I so I usually John- wasn't a like a like a big heavy character guy. Like I used to play like a lot of like Kirby and Falco and Melee, but I don't know. It's like Donkey Kong and I feel like this game they all the dash attacks are really good now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe like the side dash attacks, like they've buffed them for every character, yeah, and they're so much, much better. Because I just, I fucking love using King K. Rule's side belly flop. Ah, yes. So good. So good. Yeah, they made, like, usually the bigger characters aren't that great. Um, No, they're not. But in this one, I mean, in this one, they, Bowser's still bad, right? Bowser's still bad. But, uh, like, a few of them, like, you know, King K. Rule is pretty good. Donkey Kong is actually really good because like at very low percents you can do that thing where you pick someone up jump off the stage throw that person way off the stage and then get back on the stage it's yeah it's it is it's, the it's, most it's, infuriating it's such a thing good in the world. troll move yeah yeah it's 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 great so like you know i i'm 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 very happy that, that the big boys are getting some some love in in this one agreed uh, maybe I'll do that instead of playing. I'm like hosting a Super Bowl party. I literally like made the event today, so I'm like maybe I'll just do that. That's the great thing about the Switch is you can like watch something else on TV while you're playing video games. And like, what if what if I just didn't pay attention to the Super Bowl and I just played Super Smash Brothers instead and like enjoyed myself for once? And you were happy. Yeah. What if I was happy? What if I did something to make me happy? That'd be nice. We deserve to be happy, Sam. Yeah, we do. I mean, well, probably you do. I don't know about me. No. Everyone (laughs) deserves to be happy, Sam. Aw, thank you. Except for Patriots fans. Except for Patriots fans. Fuck you. Ram trucks. Fuck you. Let's... Rams. Go, Rams. go, go. <laughs> Fuck. Stupid. I feel like there's a really good marketing opportunity for Ram in this com- in this uh, Super Bowl, but it's not going to matter because they already made their Super Bowl commercial like six months ago. Well, or or they could what they what they could do, which would be a really good ad opportunity for the for the Los Angeles Rams is instead of do paying money for a Super Bowl ad, what you do is you get a Ram, a, a big old Ram truck. And then what you do with that truck is you you drive it you drive it through the gate of the stadium and then and then you you do run over Thomas Brady very hard with your big truck. And then you have a, a like hype man with who has no shirt and a lot of muscles uh go out and like jump on the truck and like piss on tom brady and unfurl a big flag that says go rams and also buy dodge a dodge ram truck <laughs> 
I feel like that would be a uh, good would, way to get your brand out there. Yeah, that would be a very good Super Bowl advertisement in my mind. What if the the Rams just came out as a team of Dodge Rams? God, every hell single, yeah. Every single player on the Rams was actually just a truck with like a number taped on it. Mm-hmm. 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 And so it just just absolutely run over everyone immediately well then but oh man but there's yo so <laughs> there is a patriot vehicle it is a truck the the two thousand like it's a jeep patriot it's an suv i'm looking this up right now yeah yeah it's i mean it's it's a it's a jeep suv it's exactly what you think it'd be so so maybe maybe that'd be cool is if is if they just r- r- ran a bunch of fucking Dodge Rams and Jeep Patriots into each other a whole bunch. I would watch this. Yeah, I'd watch that over the Super Bowl. I'd watch that and switch over to the Puppy Bowl when I feel like it's it's too violent. I'd like mm. detox with some of the Puppy Bowl. This would be great, actually. I would love to watch car football. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh. Anyway, I guess technically the Pro Bowl is this weekend. Oh, but is who gives it? a shit? Whatever, man. Sam. Yes. Play us out. Yeah, uh, you can follow me as usual on Twitter at Sam Grzezes. That's S A M G R E S Z E S E S E S, and on Instagram and Twitch at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave. I'm Drawplay Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Drawplay Dave. On Facebook at the Drawplay Comic. On Instagram and of course on the Drawplay.com. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week where we'll complain about the Patriots some more, and then we'll have the off season and things will be fun again. <laughs>